0: All right, good evening, family. This evening, we are now continuing our series entitled Make a Difference, Learning to Follow God Well. We are in a study looking at three very different people in different generations who all have these very different experiences. And yet, in each of their situations, they are learning to follow God well. And what that means for them in their context And as a result, they learn how to make a difference or the impact of not following God well. We first looked at a woman named Hannah. Now we're looking at her son, a man named Samuel, who functioned as a prophet, who functioned as a priest, who functioned as a judge, which, which was like the, the ruler, the, 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 the ruler of the nation at that time. They, uh, it was the, the person with the most authority. And how, what we saw with Samuel thus far is he began by learning how to hear from God. That's, that's the starting point. He, learning how to hear from God and then, and then acting on that. Actually, we don't know a lot about the, the majority of Samuel's uh, leadership. Of the nation. The Bible doesn't say much at all. It says when he was a boy, he learned how to hear from God. And then about 20 years later, he leads the nation in a revival. And where they come and they humble themselves before God, and then he he leads them to repent, and and as a result of the nation returning to God, um, God helps them and he thunders against the enemy and he throws them into confusion and 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 then that's all we really hear about. Basically, his whole leadership uh, of the nation during those those years when he's the judge, not only a prophet, not only a priest, but also a judge. And and then finally, we pick up where we start learning more and more about Samuel when he's when he's old. And that's not my words. That's that's the um, that's the Bible's words there. Now, before I start looking at First Samuel chapter eight, which is where we're picking up today. I want to make sure that we're we're ready for what we're going to talk about because. Thus far, in our study, uh, uh, learning how to follow God well, this call to make a difference, it's, it seems sort of magical. Like, it's, it's been magical. You, you you learn how to follow God well, then things go incredible, and then everybody's happy. Like, like that's kind of been the the, th- the flow thus far. Samuel leads this nation-changing revival, and so the, the messages uh, of this series thus far could easily be misconstrued or, or out of balance with that sense of you follow God well, you Make a difference for him. Everything turns out amazing. I mean, we're talking, um, we're talking butterflies. We're talking unicorns. What a great, what a great thing! Today's message <laughs> is going to be a helpful perspective corrective uh, for for us to, to kind of keep this all all in balance. Because following God well, following God well, isn't always the path of. Of happiness and, and joy in any given moment, uh, sometimes and oftentimes when you look at these people in the Bible, including Samuel, including Moses, including Jesus, including Paul, including Peter, it, it's filled with also severe people pains. It, it's, it's filled with severe people rejection, hurtful rejection. If you want to make a difference, if you want to make a difference, following God well, so much of it, so much of it is, is learning how to make an impact, how to follow Him well whilst in the context of feeling rejected by people sometimes. Feeling feeling hurt by people. Uh, often following God well means surrendering, su- surrendering our, our desire, our compulsion to be wanted our compulsion to be to be liked our, our compulsion to 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 just have everybody just ooh and awe ah when we walk in the room and I know that's not any of our experiences but 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 fiction theoretically the the idea of walking into a room and everybody going oh they came like i think that's everybody's deep down uh deep down um uh, secret i wish that that's how everybody feels felt or or whatever um it's, it's not how people seem to feel when I walk in the room They're like, <sighs> yeah, and, and I think that's, that's true for most of us No, I mean, there's five of you that really like it when I walk in the room But um, we're, we're talking about the, putting away this idea of feeling Nobody wants to feel shunned Nobody wants to feel unwanted Nobody wants to feel hated Nobody wants to feel like, like people don't respect you Nobody wants to feel like, like they're not ad- admired Sometimes following God well takes us down a, a lonely path. Sometimes it's, it's filled with rejection. And, and if you're like, wow, that sounds awful. Who, who would want to walk, walk that path? Now, I don't say that to, to scare us away um, from following God well, but I want to prepare you. I, I want to prepare you so that if this turns out to be your experience, you, you'll know how, how to navigate this well, because what we're talking about today is at the heart of it is the difference between following God well for a time versus following God well for your lifetime. That's, that's the heart of it. The, what we're talk, what's at stake in the lesson today has to do with m- moving beyond, okay, I followed God for this season, to I'm following God for all of the seasons. Of my life. Let's talk about it. We're going to look at Samuel. We're going to, we're going to see how this incredible godly man, this, this man who, who changes the nation as a prophet, as a priest, as a judge, highly, highly respected and admired um, also how he experiences people pain, experiences rejection, and then navigates that in a way that allows him to keep following God, well, all the days of his life. 1 Samuel chapter 8. Here's how how it reads, starting in verse 1. The words are on the screen. It says, When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. His firstborn son was named Joel. His second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba, which is way to the south. However, his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned towards dishonest gain, Took bribes and perverted justice. Now, this is not at all at the heart of the message today, but it's a painful rejection for any godly father, for any godly parent, any godly, any grandparent, or or anything like this. And this is a pain that Samuel's gonna be carrying in his heart. He has to deal with this rejection, number one. His God following ways are rejected by his children. Samuel. Samuel's God-following ways are rejected by his children. And may none of you, may none of you ever experience the pain of loving God and following God and having that heart to follow God and then watching your children walk away. May, may, may none of you ever experience. I pray for the children of this church for, for, the, for the kids of Rehope and, 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 that, that, that none of the kids of this church would, would, would walk away from God I want to see the next and the next and the next and the next generation I want to be around for a long time and I want to keep seeing the next generations loving Jesus and following him and I don't want to see any kid grow up in this church and, and walk away from God and it's humbling to be a parent it's humbling to be a parent and to know what you can do and to know what you can't do, what it is to maybe do our best and to try as hard as we can to teach our children about God or to show them how to live lives that love God, that follow Him well. But at the end of the day, it's up to each kid, isn't it? It's like each teenager starts making choices on their own am I gonna walk in God's ways or am I gonna walk in the ways of shortcutting am I gonna live for myself now am I gonna choose well in this case uh, dishonest gain am I gonna am I gonna am I gonna cut on integrity am I the, the quickest way that I see people walk away from God um, at, in their in their teens and 20s is start dating someone who doesn't love Jesus it's it's just it's this easy, quickest way that I see people say, "I want this now. Uh, I'm not going to get into it." <clears throat> Samuel here. Samuel here. He's followed God as, as well as any man can. He's modeled a life of integrity, uh, a life of godliness. And yet his children have, have, have chosen a, a different way You know, as, as parents, and, and if you're not a parent, maybe you will be someday uh, You, you want to hold on to one of these proverbs, like Proverbs 22 It says, you know, something along the lines of Train up a child in the way he should go And then when he's old, he will not depart from it And, and you're like, okay, that, that's, that's something I can hold on to But that's, that's a proverb, it's not a promise it's something that is generally good wisdom. And, and, and we do want to tr- train up children and our future children in the way they should go. But, but there's no promise that they will follow. And, and you know, for some of you, you've, you have grown children. And, and maybe your children are following God or, or maybe that's, that's not the case. If, you're, if you have grown children and they're not following God these days... May they return swiftly, even this year. May may, may God capture their hearts again, reveal himself to them, and and may they they either return to him or turn to him for the first time and and be saved. May that be, No no more wandering. Parents, live a godly life. When you're a parent someday, live a godly life teach your children about his ways, and, and then you're going to find that you come up to your limits, and that's where you start praying and pleading with God. If you're a parent or you're a grandparent or you're, you want to start praying for your future kids, um, I got, here's, Uh, Mark Batterson writes a book on 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 praying for your children praying for the lives of your children I love so much of what Mark writes, uh in all of his books and um, i've learned a lot on on prayer for him If you're thinking you know, brian It's a little bit too early for me to start praying for my kids Yeah, you will not regret having started now when when they're older i'm just i'm just telling you And, and and you know, um this, earlier this week, uh, I was praying with my kids And I was praying for them and for their, their future spouses I, don't, I, have no, I have no idea who, who, who they are or anything like that But it's just never too early It's never too early to start laying down the, the foundation of prayer Anyway, so Samuel's children, they, they reject his values They reject his values, his integrity, his way of life And, and yet Samuel still wants the best for him And this might be Samuel's mistake in fact, when it comes to looking at Samuel's life, this might be the only, only error that I see him making. He takes his kids who lack integrity, he loves them, he wants the best for them, and he appoints them judges over Israel. He appoints them in leadership over, over Israel. Now... You don't see the other leaders doing this. Uh, Moses doesn't appoint his kids to be in charge. Uh, Joshua doesn't appoint his kids in charge. The closest you might get is Gideon, and Gideon's like, no, I'm not gonna set up a dynasty. No, no, and, and yet after he dies, they, they try and get his kids to be in charge. Anyways, it's, it's, it's a gruesome disaster. Uh, putting his kids in charge, most all of them, well, they all died eventually, as that was a long time ago, but, but most of them are like, set or 70 of them are murdered by, by, I mean, it's just brutal. Samuel here, though, is the first one who it looks like is trying to establish leadership, multi-generational uh, leadership, and yet his kids aren't following God. It could be, uh, it could be his, his mistake, and it seems to lead a little bit, at least very loosely, to his rejection. Let's see what happens here. So he, he puts his kids in charge. They turn away to dishonest gain, so verse number four. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and went to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, look, you are old and your sons do not follow your example. Therefore, appoint a king to judge us the same as all the other nations have. The second rejection, number two. His leadership is rejected by his people. His leadership is rejected by his people. He's rejected. You know, they, they're like, okay, man, you're old. You're, you're old. And, and I don't know exactly how old Samuel is, but he's not that old. He's not that old. I mean, he's got decades more of leadership in him. He, he, I start to do the math here Well, what I do know is Okay, they say he's old And he's going to appoint um, I'm going to give all the rest of the story away He's going to appoint Saul to be king Saul is going to be king for 40 years Over the next 40 years, Samuel is going to die I know he's not going to live 40 more years But during that time when, when Sam, or Saul is king He's going to still be functioning as a prophet As a priest in the nation So you've got not 40 years during that time, then, David is going to be appointed by, by Samuel. Now, David is going to be king for another 40 years after Saul. He's going to die, I think, around 70-something. He's going to become king at 30-something. Okay, that's easy math. He becomes 30. He dies at 70. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's easy enough. Four, is it easy enough? 30 to 40 to 50 to 60? something. Yeah, easy enough. He's king for 40 years. He, he becomes king at age 30. So Samuel's dead by that point. But he's, but at least he's got to be at least a teenager when he gets anointed by, Sam, by, by Samuel. But David, am I, if I'm confused, I'm not confused, I'm just being confusing. And then so, at some point in his 20s, uh, David is running and fleeing for his life. He, he's got soldiers that are going around with him, and he interacts with Samuel. Somewhere in Daniel uh, Daniel I don't even know where in the Bible I am David somewhere in david's uh 20s it looks like um samuel dies but like in his 20s which means samuel is going to continue in ministry at some capacity for uh, about 35 years okay he might be old but is he at that point where he's so old it's time to remove him from leadership god doesn't think so god god's going to be using him for the next 35 years in fact if you're thinking about the timeline there's no need for king saul to ever have been king and all the pain and all that sort of stuff because samuel is going to live until daniel's in his at least mid twenty. daniel david darn it what am i doing Um, I read Daniel this week. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. So amazing. But we're talking about David. So David, hold on. Are you confused? I hope you're not as confused as I am. Is it hot in here? Anyways, um, so we've got David King, somewhere 25. So so Samuel could have continued to be a leader until David's about mid-20s, and then David could have taken on from there. there there wasn't a need and yet the nation comes to him and totally rejects him as king and the thing is you look at samuel's leadership and you're like man samuel deserves so much better than this he's followed god well he's he's been a great godly leader and not to be picky but the guy that he's about to appoint is not going to be as good of a leader He's going to be replaced by someone not as godly, not as mature, not as solid uh, of a leader. It pushes my, my uh, personality buttons. My, one of my personality buttons is, is you know, if, if I treat you well, if I treat you patiently, if I'm, if I'm kind and patient, I said if, okay, if. So if I'm that way to, towards you, then I expect to be treated with patience in return. And I look at Samuel, and I'm like, wow, he was so good to this nation, living with integrity, living with godliness, and yet they're not good to him in return. It's just so frustrating, so frustrating it hit that the nation's rejection of his, his leadership. This is a massive personal rejection. So they come to him, and they say, you know, um, appointed a king to judge over us, And this is what, this is his response in verse six. When they said, give us a king to judge us, Samuel considered their demand sinful. So he prayed to the Lord, but the Lord told him, listen to the people and and everything they say to you, they have not rejected you, they have rejected me as their king. They are doing the same thing to you they have done to me since the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, abandoning me and worshiping other gods. Listen to them. But you must solemnly warn them and tell them about the rights of the king who will rule over them. Uh, Just a quick note, Samuel's first response when they want a king is that he thinks that, that there's sin going on. He thinks that what they're asking for is is sinful. His response to that rejection, his response to that pain was more than just, ouch. It was that this is is sinful. And and it's really easy to do that when we feel hurt and when we feel wronged to to pull out the sin card. But by definition, sin is something that is against God's moral character. God does not approve of sin. In this example, God does not approve Disapprove of the nation Being appointed a king In fact even if you look back into the days Of Moses, Moses writes about, the, about Kingship in, in Deuteronomy And, and in, in those, those books it, it, there, There's a built in sense That kingship is not A sin Even though it might be insulting and we just want to be careful in our modern era to, to know, okay, these things are sin. They're against God's moral character. They're very clear in the Bible. These things are insulting, but it's not quite the same. And I just urge us to have humble hearts, humble hearts when we're interacting with people who, who might be hurting us and, and, uh, or, or interacting with people who think very differently to us. If it's clear in the Bible that it's a sin, great. Uh, call it stand on it, but but there's a lot that we tend to get offended about. That sometimes it's not quite as clear as we feel it is. Samuel, he thinks it's sinful, but God's not calling it a sin. So Samuel, he feels rejected by the nation. And what does he do? Well, number three, responding to rejection by going to God in prayer. if you learn this one thing you have a chance of following God well all the days of your life if you do not learn this one thing you have no chance of following God all the days of your life this what we're about to talk about is huge if you want your whole life to make a difference and learn to follow God well you see, when it comes to painful moments, when it comes to rejection, when it comes to disappointment, people pain, every time we're faced with some decisions and, and we feel that, that, that anger, that, 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 that wrongness rising up in our hearts and, and sometimes we want to direct it at God and we want to say, God, I just feel so wronged. Why would you let this pain happen to me why would you let it continue it, it, it's it's not just been like a day it's been years it's been all my life potentially like uh, like why are you letting this people pain and rejection happen to you and p- sometimes people feel that in their heart and they want to turn it on God and they want to turn against God that's one way that people can respond in those kind of moments the other way is what you see Samuel doing and he takes this people pain and he takes no matter how strong it is and he takes this people pain to God He takes his people pain to God And and I just encourage you As you feel injustice Don't direct it at God Bring it to God and notice closely what, what, he, what, he, what he says here This is a great example He goes and he brings this to God Now, I do, this, I do this all the time personally I have to do this all the time personally We all have to do this all personally And, and what it is to take this people pain to God Or rejection to God It has two, two, two crucial things to it The first one is this you go to God, and you go, he knows what's going on with you. You go to God, and, you, and, you, and so I might close my eyes if I'm sitting on my Jesus spot at home, or if I'm on a prayer walk, I'll leave them open, but I try and picture like Jesus or the foot of the cross, and I, and I, and I have this very honest conversation with Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, I am really hurting right now. I feel like this is so unfair. I'm feeling mistreated. I, I have got this pain, right here and 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 I and I it looks like this this dark ooze of some sort and I I just feels this this pain right here and and God and Jesus I, I I need to give you this pain and I will physically be like scooping this pain like out of my heart like this and I'll be placing it like at either the feet of Jesus or the foot of the cross I'm like Jesus I can't This pain, it hurts I I need to give this to you There's an aspect of of people pain Where it either sits in you And it festers And it becomes this nasty bitterness And and, and all that You don't want it there You've got to take it out And you've got to come to God with it Samuel, he's coming to God And he's bringing this moment And he's having a chat with God And I bring it and I take it out And that's step one But that's not going to get you all the way there God, Jesus, I, I place this pain at your feet and I choose to forgive them. I choose to forgive them. Those five words will determine if you're gonna follow God well all the days of your life. If you can't get to those five words every time you're not going to make it I choose to forgive them but but what they they did it is so unfair it's so brutal it's such a rejection it's so mean it's so evil it's vile it's it's the worst thing that can ever, I'm not saying what they've done is okay if you want to follow God well you've got to be able to bring your pain to Jesus and forgive them no matter what it was No matter how long it lasted No longer how atrocious it was We are called to walk in the steps of Jesus Forgiving everybody who sins against us And if you're thinking the injustice bells are going off in your, in your mind right now When it comes to, to forgiveness the, the deal is We've been forgiven everything We forgive everything That's How this family works we have been forgiven everything. We forgive everything. And I promise you, if there is something that needs to be done, you can forgive, you can hand it over to God, and He will sort it out. That's not our job. He can sort it. But as for us, we've got to get this pain to Jesus and say those five words I choose. To forgive them, you hand the pain to Jesus, then you hand the people to Jesus. You forgive them, you choose to forgive them as Jesus has forgiven you, and then you let God take care of the rest. Guys, this is the hardest moment. And this is Samuel's moment And I believe that it's this moment In Samuel's life that gives him another 35 years Of following God well or thereabouts If he messes up this moment He's he's not going to be able to continue When you begin begin in in following God well You've got to learn how to hear from God But to keep going You've got to learn how to forgive like God it's what it takes When we set out to follow God well uh, We do experience people pains and, and, and Samuel experienced them Every, Everybody who's walked with God experiences them We see that in the Old Testament We see in the New Testament Jesus, Jesus is very clear about people pains He tells his followers, which is us That we should expect uh, people pains We should expect rejection We should be, expect some mistreatment And therefore we want to be prepared to be able to forgive people He says this in John chapter 15 to his followers He says, if the world hates you Understand that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love you as its own however because you're not of the world I have chosen you out of but I have chosen you out of it the world hates you Remember the word I spoke to you a slave is not greater than his master if they persecuted me they will also persecute you if they keep my word they will also keep yours Jesus makes it clear if you want to follow God well you're probably going to experience The joys of following God well The fruits of it The breakthrough of it And the sorrow of it And and the pain of it But the the reality is You experience both Because you're deeply connected to God You're deeply connected to Jesus Samuel is experiencing He has this conversation with God And God's, God's basically saying They treated me this way They're only treating you this way Because this is how they treat me that's how deeply connected we are, Samuel And Jesus is saying the same thing People might treat you wrongly Because they treated me wrongly That's how connected we are I mean, there's a chance That some of you are being treated wrongly Because you're not being kind And you're not following God well And that's a, that's a different story but what we're talking about is the person who sets their heart to follow God well, to live with integrity and godliness, and who has wrongly been hurt. Wrongly been hurt. If you are rightly being hurt because you've been a punk of some sort, then you need to go and you need to apologize and ask them to forgive you. But if it's if it's on their end, then you need to. You need to forgive them and forgive them from the heart. This is the most important moment of Samuel's life, and for some of you, you are at a very a very major, important moment in your life. At this point, you have experienced significant people pains. Maybe, maybe as a teen, maybe as a kid, maybe as, maybe in this year, you, you've experienced some unfair things. Some of you have experienced some very horrific things, and you, in your heart, do not want to forgive In fact you, your heart Is shaped like a clenched fist When it comes to forgiveness And maybe even you've made a, 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 An entirely ungodly vow I will never Forgive them." Yeah. You need to Tonight Open your hand And you need to forgive them. We're not saying what they did was okay. It probably wasn't. If there's unforgiveness in your heart, the way that you're going to move forward is by forgiving. And if you don't forgive, you're not going to be able to move forward anymore with God. You're going to be stuck. You're stuck until you will walk in his ways, follow in the footsteps of Jesus, who commands us to forgive everyone. And I know for some of you, that's really hard. And I'm glad that we have a church that would love to help you and and pray with you. This is the skill. This is the skill. We we serve a, a holy God, a loving God, a wonderful God, yet a rejected God, a God who has forgiven more than we will ever have to forgive, and yet who calls us to forgive more than we ever want to forgive. If you have some people pain in your heart, I, I'm sorry, but at least we, we serve a Jesus who completely understands this predicament, the, the, who understands and who we can bring our people pains to. We, we can hand our people over to Jesus, and then we can ask for Jesus' forgiveness. F- that we can ask, sorry, we can say, I choose to forgive them, Jesus so that we can keep following him. Now, I've got three challenges before, before I pray for you, I'm very eager to pray for you, but um, the three challenges are right in line here. First of all, do you have people pain going on? Identify a few people pains or rejections that you might be carrying. Some, some things you're just like, I'm not willing to forgive right now, or people pains from their past, from your present. And secondly, set aside time to bring them to Jesus and to listen to what he says to you about those, those things And then I want you to spend time In prayer forgiving The people who have most hurt you and I, and I think that this might be The number one biggest challenge for a few of you That you've ever experienced And you're like no way We will help you tonight You can go up for prayer And you can tell them I really can't figure out How to forgive this person And they will they will tell you the secret You just have to choose to No matter what And they'll, they'll walk you through that And they'll, they'll pray with you about that Sometimes we, 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 we say God help me get to the point Where I, can, or I will forgive them God's made it clear we need to forgive So we'll start with I choose to forgive And it may not be a burden lifted immediately But we're going to stay on it, morning, noon, night, day after day, week after week, year after year if needed, to see that breakthrough come in our hearts. From a declaration of I choose to forgive to really feeling that forgiveness.